Growing up, growing up, I was a very quiet kid, very quiet and very shy. It's hard to believe that I was so quiet and so shy when you meet me now and you realise I'm so so loud and so caught in your face. It's ama- it's amazing how we all change and we all move forward and you know and and people are you know can say oh gee you've changed and people have changed and in life you've heard people say that to yourself that you've changed and and that's a fantastic thing because we all want to change because we all want to grow we all want to grow as people and we want to be better individuals and to do that we do need to change so growing up being a super quiet person it took it took me into my early 20s before i actually really started coming out of my shell I always lived in a shadow I lived in a shadow of, of my older brother, who was he was gold. His nickname was Gold. He was nickname was Gold because he was just everyone loved him, and that's what everyone thought of him. He was so popular. The women loved him. The teachers loved him. He was he was academically brilliant. He was he was amazing at sports. Myself, well, I grinded. I grinded hard. I never really failed a great deal, but I just had to work extra hard. I needed to study. I didn't like studying, but I needed to study just to get that 50% pass mark. Dean probably wouldn't study, party, and he'd, he'd get relatively good marks. And it is what it is, but it has taught me a few lessons along the way. It has, has taught me a few lessons along the way of, of life. If I want to achieve goals, if I want to get to certain places in my life, I need to work hard. Doesn't matter what you are blessed with, what you're not blessed with, it all it all come down to your work ethic. Hard, hard work will beat talent any day of the week. We've all heard they heard that saying before, but when 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 genetics goes to work, well that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game. But for the average person that I speak to, most of us are. We are we all have something great inside of us and, and sometimes it takes sometimes we don't know we don't know what it is. You know, we're, we're forced to, you know, we go through school, we come out of school and we, some people go to university and some go to TAFE and college, depends on where you're listening from. That's kind of how society's made us go. Myself, I just went straight into a trade. Why? Just academically, I was not never going to uni. It didn't really interest me anyway and I wasn't one to sit down and, and read books and listen to books. It just wasn't what I was good at. But I always had a creative mind. I always went through school and I always did, when I did my lectures at school, I did, you know, we had to do, we had to do math, we had to do English, and then the rest was basically up to myself. So I always chose the easier way out, but it wasn't always the easier way out. It was just where my my mind chose the creativity side of life. So it chose woodwork, it chose two-unit art, it chose three-unit art, it chose society and culture purely based on we were able to do a trip to Bali during that course. And anyway, we didn't have the money to go. So anyway, that really backfired. But anyway, I thought at the time it was a was a cruise through high school. And that's how my mind always felt. I'm just, what, what's the easiest route out? But but I look back on it, I look back on it and go, it wasn't the easiest route out. It was it was what my head was saying. It's like, Leon, you have a you have more of a creative, creativity mind. You're not academically brilliant. I don't sit there and read a book and understand it. I don't work that way. My mind thinks elsewhere. It thinks outside the square. It creates things. It thinks, it, think, think, it thinks of things that other people aren't thinking. And as I fast forward, then I, then I fast forward, then I fast forward till I'd gone some, through some adversity through the family. And that adversity entailed lo- losing my brother to suicide. 
And it wasn't until that moment, it wasn't until that moment that, that I realized that I was destined to, to, to then understand what I'm going to do. So it took me 36 years of my life to actually work out where my calling is. What is it that I want to do while I'm here? What's the biggest impact that I can make on this world? It's funny how it, it, it's, like I said, it's taken, it's taken so long. It's taken 36 years. So here we are, we, you know, we got kids coming out of school and we're in their face about, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, you know, kids don't know what they want, 18 year olds, so they're kids, mate, they're kids. Yeah, they've got to do their study, but, but time will go on and they'll, they'll, they'll work out as the years go on and they'll, they'll work out what they enjoy, what they love, because it's super, super important that you actually do, do what it is that you love doing, not, not what society tells us to do or not what our parents tell us to do, because it's very important that we actually do what's got to make us happy. So when I, lost, when I lost my brother to suicide, that was, that was, that's when everything resonated with me. That's when I was starting to think, wow, you know, it's, um, there's more to life. There's, there, 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 there's gotta be more to this. There's life's short, life's precious. I need to do more, I need to do more. And, that, and that's when I decided to change careers and get into the fitness industry at 36. I actually had all my qualifications back when I was 20 and I always hung on to them. I hung on to them for a rainy day because I knew at some point in my life, the transition would be there. But I was cruising through life, so I had no reason to change. I was I was content and happy, and that and that in that period of my life, that was fine because we we moved to the beautiful Sunshine Coast 13 years ago, and so I, I love my surfing. I only have to work the minimal hours, and I get my pay, and I have the weekend surfing. I was living I was living to me at that point of time. I was living life. It was great. Um, and it wasn't until I went, again, going through adversity that it, it exposed me. It really started realizing, I still really started realizing what it is that I need to do, what I should do. I, I know there's more that I can do helping people in life. And that's where my journey began. And that's where Body by Leon then began. Post-Dean, post-Dean, um, to get through all my adversity, what I did, I contacted, I contacted a coach. I, I, I did my research and I, I worked out who's, who's, who's the best coach around, who's the best coach in the country or overseas, who's gonna get me, who's gonna get me over the line while I'm going through adversity? Because it was very important for me to tie myself in with a goal. I needed a goal post adversity. I needed a goal to keep my mind in check, and that was gonna be my ticket to move forward. So what I did, I, I contacted Dr. Lane Norton. Most in the fitness industry will know Dr. Lane Norton. He's, he's probably to this day, mate, one of the most incredible guys. He's achieved more, more in the fitness industry than, than a lot of people ever will. And over him in the, in, in the highest of regards. He got, he got me out of a, the biggest rabbit hole in my life. Until this day, he, he, know, he knows that, but he probably doesn't realize the road that he actually steered me on. I do remind him from time to time when we chat, and I have caught up with him recently when he has done some tours to... To Australia, which is it kind of makes my day and, and it puts a smile on my face. And I always remind him what he did for myself. He saved my life and my family. So I owe the guy, I owe the guy more than the more than he'll ever acknowledge that I the, the, the acknowledgement I actually give him. So during this time, during this time when I hired Lane, I didn't tell him what was going on and tell him what I was going through. I thought it was all irrelevant. I didn't think it was irrelevant at the time. So what we did, we booked in, we booked in for a 20 week, 20 week prep. I paid all my money up front, which I didn't have a lot of money back then, to be honest. 
but I knew if I pay, put my investment down, I'm gonna lock myself in and I'm sure as hell not gonna let down this coach because he always he always brought in amazing athletes. So I didn't wanna be that athlete that wasn't amazing. So whilst I locked myself in, I had put myself under a lot of pressure because I was still grieving. I was still grieving from losing Dean. Fast forward that 20 weeks, and I remember going to a Sydney show. I remember being at a Sydney show, it was a show I brought a little bit forward early. It wasn't, it wasn't in my peak condition because we brought it through around five weeks earlier than my main show. But I was in good enough condition, and under Lane's watch, we decided, let's do the show, let's do the show. And this was the moment. This was, for me, this was the defining moment. The, mo the moment I turned up to the show, I was, I, was, I was probably in the best condition I'd ever been in. I was there with a mate, Stuart O'Brien, who, who was still in the industry today, and he's still a good mate of mine. And we were backstage, and we were doing our pump up, we are getting into it, and he was saying how amazing you look, and I was great for the confidence at the time. But I'd never been so nervous. I'd never been so nervous for an event, because the last 20 weeks of grueling training was the 20 weeks was the 20 weeks where I put my heart and soul, man, everything, everything I had went into that 20 weeks to be able to get to stage. My recovery from adversity was through that 20 weeks. And I remember, and I remember pumping up backstage and just getting ready, the tan was on, the gloss was on, the lollies were going in and the sugar was going in and we were ready to rock and roll, man. We were ready to rock and roll. And then we lined up. Stewie lined me up, pumped me up. He got me all ready. He got me all ready. And I'm in the lineup. In the lineup, and actually, I'm actually the first one to go on. And I'm in that lineup, and you wouldn't believe it. And all of, all of a sudden, the body just shut down. My body just completely shut down. It was, it was pretty much, it was pretty much the heaven saying, "Hey, man, you've just worked your guts out for 20 weeks. You've won already, man. You've won already because you got the stage. You defeated adversity." You built yourself, you, 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 you got over the adversity, you, you've become more resilient, stronger, more powerful, mentally stronger. You've learned all these attributes on the way, hence the universe saying, you've won. No, no, I haven't won. No, I haven't, no, I haven't won. I'm telling you, no, I haven't won, I haven't won, I haven't got that gold medal yet. I come here to get first place. And it doesn't always happen, fairy tales don't always happen. But I, 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 I was telling myself, no, it's happening. It's happening today. And I did everything and I feel like I, I, I outworked everyone today. And I feel this, this is gonna be my day. And as I was about to, to approach that stage, just before they caught us out a few minutes prior, my legs actually collapsed from underneath me. I literally had nothing left. The body had just gone into shutdown mode. And I sat down, I looked to the heavens and I, I, I'm not a religious person. I love my church, but I'm, I'm not a religious person back then, I wasn't. And I and I and I, I was sitting on the floor, and I was sitting on the floor, and I'm and, and I'm saying a little prayer, man, and I'm and, and I'm looking up in the heavens, and and I'm saying a little prayer to Dino, and I'm saying, Dino, man, come on, man, one more time, man, come on, come on, we've come this far, you cannot let me down now, you can't get me to backstage, you can't get me through 20 weeks, plonk me backstage into the best condition I've been in, 20 weeks of hardcore dieting, and then you're gonna shut me down two minutes before I'm about to head on stage. So I said that little prayer, and, and, you, and you wouldn't believe it. And, and, and saying that prayer then, you know, 30 seconds later, it was like a bolt of lightning just struck. It was like a bolt of lightning just struck. It just hit me. 
It hit me so hard that I bounced to my feet. It bounced to my feet and I come alive. And I come alive and then they ready, they called our name, they called my name and I sprinted to that stage. And I put the biggest smile and I put the biggest smile on my face. And I went out there and I hit that first pay, that first post so goddamn hard. And I went straight to the judges and I posed in their face and I'm thinking, this is mine. Judges, look at me, I earned this. I worked harder than anyone. Did I? It's irrelevant. I just kept telling that to myself because I had to stay positive. I had the belief in myself that I had done the work. We went through the poses. We got to the end and then we got to the awards. And I remember there was only four of us in the lineup. Fourth place was caught. Third place was caught. Then it was me. Then there was me and another fella. And we're standing there, we're looking at each other. And I do what I always do. I shake his hand. I say, mate, all the best, you look amazing. We stare back at the crowd. We're keeping our relaxed position. Then all of a sudden they caught second place and it wasn't my name. And I and I was just stunned and I shocked. And I was shocked. And I don't cry and I'm very I don't show a lot of emotion. But I tell you what, man, I tell you at this moment I had a tear coming down my eye. And I choked up. And I was choked up inside. And when it, when I was presented that trophy, yeah, I know the world's it's things, everything's not about trophy. But for me at that moment it was. It was. Because that meant that was me and Dino's journey together. And I got that trophy and I held onto it. I've never gripped the trophy so damn hard. And as I got that trophy, I then went and shook the other three competitors' hands. And then what was even more special, what was even more special was the MC at the time, Nick Jones. He knew my story. Okay, he knew, he knew my story. And then what the guys did, Back then in INBA, ICN now. What they did, they gave me the microphone to say a few words. And I said my, I said my journey and I, and I said how much this show meant to me. I spoke for about 60 seconds and I was choked up and I muddled my words. My words come out 100 miles an hour. I don't even know how clear they were, but it was all irrelevant because I had that much emotion showing. You couldn't hear, this was at a fitness expo. You couldn't hear a pin drop in the crowd. At a fitness expo, everything just went silent. In my sporting career, bodybuilding career, that was the most, in, that was the most precious moment to date. Nothing has ever topped that. I don't think anything can ever top that. So going through adversity, going through adversity exposed me. It exposed how strong I really am. It can expose how strong you really are, but you've got to grind your way through that adversity. And you've got to work hard. And you're going to have days where you are going to be down. And you're going to be so down that you don't want to get up again. That's what adversity can do to you. But when you can get up, when you can get up and you can get on with it and you can move forward and then you can keep believing and then you strike some more goals, keep the goal a goal. You've got to stay positive, guys. You've got to stay positive. Every little bit of negativity that went through my head, I erased it. Was it easy? No. How did I erase it? I just kept telling myself, don't quit. Don't quit, don't stop. Pretty cliche, hey? 
But I would tell myself a hundred times in a day, don't quit. Don't quit. Because then if I had to quit, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy that moment. And I enjoy that moment, and I fast forward six years, almost just past six years now, and the things that I've been able to achieve from that point on is mind-blowing. So I'd learned the biggest life lessons in my life during the hardest time of my life. And you can too. It's not easy. No, definitely, it's, it's not easy. But I tell you what, if you fight hard enough, you fight hard enough and you don't quit. And when you get knocked down, you get up again. And then you're gonna get knocked down again and again and again, but you get up again. And you just keep getting up. But I guarantee if you get knocked down 50 times in a year and you get up 50 times, I guarantee you are, you are 50 times plus further than you would have been if you didn't give up. And what you are gonna achieve along the way when you don't give up is what defines you. I never would have believed I would have, I had a dream to own my gym. I never believed that I would have had a gym. I never believed I would have been able to get through a diploma with my lack of academic brilliance, which I don't have. I then never thought that I would even consider writing a book, let alone get to the end and write a book. And that all happened because I didn't quit. That's the message, don't quit. It's easy to quit, quitting's easy. But if you don't quit and you grind and you push, and you push, and you push harder than the next person, I can promise you, you keep pushing and not quitting for the next six months, you are gonna be so much further than the next person. And if you don't quit and you keep pushing, pushing for adversity for the next five years, you're gonna be a hell of a lot further than anyone else. There's my, there's my message today. There's my message today, guys. It's um, adversity and training your best friend. Thanks for tuning in. Leon here from Body by Leon.